Hello everyone. My name is Martin Scott, CEO of Revamp Cybersecurity. Today's topic is going to be about evaluating your termination policy and procedures. So when terminating an employee, there are many issues a business needs to consider when consider and implement when in order to execute a successful termination. Number one is ensuring that the terminated employee does not have access to assigned company applications. Two, ensuring that whatever they were working on is not impacted by their departure. Three, ensuring the terminated user does not have access to any data they set up. And lastly, ensuring that the terminated user has not stolen any data or anything else and detecting if they did. So ensuring that the employee does not have access, how this is achieved is you need to have a list of all the applications in your organization. Now, the smaller the organization, the more difficult this is to do on your own because application, you move from application to application and it's hard to just keep a, a running tab of what's going on. But, and especially the employee may have carte blanche on what applications they choose to get their job done. As long as they get their job done, it's usually not, it doesn't matter what they use. So it's a little bit more difficult, bigger organizations. This is still a problem, but it's a little bit more easier to get done. Next, you need to have that termination checklist and that termination checklist needs to have a list of all the applications the organization uses. And then each application you need to go in and check, see if this person had access, you need to revoke the access. If there's data inside of it, you need to figure out what to do with it and so on and so on. The termination checklist would also have uh, like a timestamp. So, you know, the time that you perform the action of the deletion and also any notes, like let's just say you needed to turn on forwarding, email forwarding, or you also needed to leave the account active or active, but you had to reset the password because there are some other issues going on there. <clears throat> so there's that. So next is ensuring that whatever they were working on is preserved and maintained. Many, many times have I seen an employee get terminated and then the employee had set up um, an application or an integration. And when you revoke their password or you change something or reset something, uh, the, the entire website goes down or some customer facing application gets broken and nobody really knows what's going on because that person kind of set it up. There was no documentation or any of that kind of stuff. So as part of the termination process policy, you need to have like pre-termination steps, right? Whether it's a voluntary or involuntary termination, you need to understand like, hey, okay, what was this person working on? You know, if it's a graduate, if it's voluntary, maybe they, maybe you make them uh, document all the things they were working on and it's a little bit more graceful, but if they have to be terminated involuntary, you still need to have those pre-termination steps to make sure that the business still keeps running after this person is no longer there. Next is uh, ensuring that the employee does not have access to any of the applications that they may have set up. So this is a little bit difficult because if an employee, employee has access to their own inbox, well, they can just sign up to any application, log in, sign up, confirm that they, they're using it. And now that they have access, um, a lot of times this is, this is the case is not a malicious employee, but an employee who's just bouncing around trying different things, 
and they'll sign up, they'll stick some data in there and they'll use it and they'll move on to something else. And now this employee has all these applications that have random bits of data. Maybe they, maybe they connected it with something. So this is a lot more difficult to just find out because you can, you can in, in the termination process, when you kill this account, well, the integration may still be active. The account may be missed, gone, but, but the integration may still be there or the data that the person put there may still be there because no, you don't even know it exists. So this kind of revolves around shadow IT and policies, policies and procedures, but it, it's not something that uh, is easily fixable. And it's even worse when the employee is malicious and tech savvy where they can just use their personal accounts where you don't have access to it all. Last is ensuring that the employee has not stolen any data or detecting and if they did. So this is where, uh, this one is also very difficult to do on your own. Uh, a lot of times these applications that you have, some of them by default, they have a, a, a logging section or some kind of audit log section where you can just go in and see. Um, and a lot of times, especially like for an employee who knows they're leaving, well, by the time they put in their notice, they've already stolen whatever they need. So you may have to go back before, you know, a while's back and you, the, the, the default platform may not have that enabled. Uh, also, I've seen uh, a lot of platforms like Google Cloud and AWS, logging is not on by default. So you couldn't even detect if somebody were to just steal a bunch of data, steal some configurations, you wouldn't be able to find out about it. You'd maybe, you know, everybody's logging in one username or anything like that. It's just, it's very difficult. Uh, we were working on a, uh, an, an engagement at this moment and we were detecting to see if the employee had stolen any data and they don't have any logs turned on. So we don't even know. You have no idea what's going on. There's no logging whatsoever. There's no logged in on who's logging in. There's no log in, there's no logging of any actions. So this is the kind of stuff that you have to have before you want to have, before you uh, want to investigate whether an employee has done something. So um, this kind of doesn't go over necessarily um, malicious actions, but it's the same concept, right? If you're suspecting an employee has done something malicious, you got to know where to look. You got to look at the logs. You got to see what they had access to. They could do something malicious in an application that you're not in control of. So all these type of questions that uh, business needs to answer, you need to have your dedicated cybersecurity resource needs it to handle this for you. So a very important concept about this whole termination policy process situation is an employee who has access to company data is a data breach. Many times people think that a data breach is an external, um, you know, attacker who's broken in, they sent a phishing email, you clicked on it. No, a, this is a data breach. I'm gonna say it again. A previous employee who has access to company data is a data breach. It's very important that the business, you, you need to understand what applications this person had to, what type of data this person had to, what fields they may have had access to, and then evaluate whether they inadvertently taken something, whether that's still a data breach, whether they intentionally taken something, that's still a data breach. Um, so it's very important that a business needs to evaluate what's going on in their infrastructure to ensure they're not a victim of a data breach, they're not engaging themselves and you know, adding more risk in case of a lawsuit or something else, so very important. So I'm gonna have some statistics, a few statistics here. 89%, let's just call it 90. 
of employees continue to have access to one application from their former employer now <clears throat> now that they're working for someone else so whatever person you know think about the last five people you fired or you know five people that left the, your, your organization four of those people are going to have access to something that you cur that currently is still working now at your company and they work somewhere else they probably left two or three companies ago so this is very important because employees they like you know when they're working and they work hard on something they have this entitlement that they worked on it whether or not it's your computer they're working on whether it's your platforms they're using internally whether or not that's that's what it is because it's not they still feel like they are entitled to this data you have to make sure that this employee one this is clearly understanding that that data is yours the organizations and that they don't have access to it dropbox is the most popular application for employees to have personal accounts with company data inside of it uh, i know this from a personal experience as many investigations we had to go through where uh, someone has signed up for a personal Dropbox and just kind of moved over a bunch of company files. I think Dropbox just makes things a little bit more simpler. It's a different uh, third-party application and everybody's familiar with it. So I think that's why I, I, I've seen it before. And this is a statistic that came from another source. So, um, but it's very popular, right? And even in the cases, um, if you had Dropbox as your company application, the same thing applies because someone could still have their personal Dropbox, you know, Dropbox is that kind of a uh, merging of accounts trying to make things simple. So pretty interesting like that. So I'm going to keep the horror stories for later because I got a ton of them, but it's very important that a business needs to understand that the, just the, one of the most important things in their business is the termination policy, ensuring that people no longer have access to your company data. So um, if your business is struggling with cybersecurity, or you wanna learn more about how to keep your business secure, reach out to us. If you have any questions, or if you wanna hear from, if we, I wanna hear from you, whatever you need, we got you.